Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Latter Day Takes. Happy to have you back again this week. I think you should all get excited for a fun episode. Today, we've got Sean Bingham joining us in the studio. Obviously, my co-host Brian is fully present and just bringing the heat. Uh, we go over a little bit in this podcast, we go over how Sean and Brian met, the funny story that ensued there, and how Sean didn't know who Brian's brother was, and how Sean was just kind of talking about him, and maybe slightly talking trash. It was actually very cordial, all said and done, but it was a great story, and it was fun to kind of go over that with both of them right here on the pod. Uh, Sean sitting next to a very famous athlete, current current athlete, on his way back from Panama not too long ago. He gives, goes over that story with us. We read some of the comments from my tipping rant last week that were hilarious, I thought. We go over those a little bit. We talk a little bit about Silicon Valley Bank failing, whatever uh, fallout there may be from there, uh, what our resident realtor, Brian Harper, has to say about that, what he might be in the know about, things like that, how we're feeling about March Madness. We get into a little discussion of what we think our favorite or what the best sports month of the year is. Sean's might surprise you. It's one that I haven't actually heard a whole lot. Um, talk a little March Madness again. Then, of course, we get into the segment, People We Can't Be Friends With. We talk that over, and then we get into gospel talk. Um, we talk about the power of fasting, something that Sean and I have talked about before and has kind of under-talked about in the church, we feel like, and the power that exists with fasting. And uh, Brian gets in on that conversation, as well as sharing uh, a talk that he's been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, the It was an Elder Stevenson talk, The um, Nourishing and Bearing Your Testimony. That was from October of 2022. Anyway, that's the pod for today. Gear up. It's a pretty good one. We have Sean kind of with us the whole time. It's a fun time. We have a good conversation. Hope you all enjoy it. We'll see you all on the other side. Before we get to the rest of the podcast, I'd like to talk to you quickly about Odyssey Snacks. Odyssey Snacks provide some of my favorite protein bars in the world. Now, they've got six different flavors, mint chocolate brownie, peanut butter, chocolate chip, dark chocolate almond, vanilla blueberry, mocha chocolate crisp, and my personal favorite, banana chocolate chip peanut butter. You can get 10% off if you use my discount code, HARPY10. You can go to odysseysnacks.com. That's where you can enter in the promo code at checkout, or you can just type in odysseysnacks.com slash harpy10, and that'll give you 10% off of your order. Anything you order, you can get 10% off. Anyway, just want to share with you how much I love these. They've got a great prebiotic in them that kind of just helps you with the digestive tract, all that stuff. They're great with the macronutrients, a good amount of fat, carbs, and protein across the board. They're great for feeling satisfied. They're great for eating and then working out, or working out and then eating. I'm a big fan of these bars. They don't get you bloated. That's the big, amazing part of this. Anyway, it's odysseysnacks.com slash harpy10, or you can enter in harpy, H-A-R-P-E-Y, one zero at checkout, and you'll get 10% off. Mormons are really nice people. Totally nice. They are the yes. best cult. Have you ever, under the influence of alcohol, questioned the teachings of the Mormon church? Well, these Mormons are so nice. Everybody's so nice. <laughs> Everybody's so nice in Utah. They're all Mormon, right? Yeah. So they're not most drinking, the, and they're like not cussing, they're like, Slovis, you stink. <laughs> I'm afraid it was the Mormons. Yes, the Mormons were the correct answer. Because God loves Mormons and he wants some more. Shout out to the Latter-day Saints. All right, joining us today on the podcast is a very special guest of ours, Sean Bingham, founder and CEO of the Tripio app, has his own podcast, Simply the Best Sports Take, and he's a man of many, many trades, I would say. Joining us, recurring guest, Talents. third time on the podcast. Not ta not trades, talents. Talent. I'm very talented. Is what you were looking for. 
Well, I actually, but here's the thing. I didn't uh, want to say that. <laughs> I wasn't looking for that. <laughs> oh, we're happy That's to have good. you on, Sean. Honored Thanks to be back. Me, Honored to be back. I, uh, I'm a little bit... A little bit offended that I wasn't chosen as the co-host, um, really? but Brian does a fine job, you know. So oh, fine. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll take fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I'll take fine. Yeah, he does all right. Did uh, so. So I had Brian on my podcast, and this little Trippio sticker behind me. When I do my podcast, I put an STB Sports Take sticker on top of it. And it literally fell like mid podcast. Just kept <laughs> so like my off. set just like f- fell apart. I was like, oh, never mind that. What is this? Like, so, hey, let, me, let me let me fix that. I'll, he's like, I'll just cut this out. Let me fix this. And if he fix it up, no more than two minutes later, just falls down again. Like, just leave it. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, it's nice to know that you're about as professional as we are here over at Latter Day Takes. So there's yeah. that at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I am wearing my special sweatshirt for for Sean. I had Sean in mind when I did this. The uh, oh, yeah. hey, here's here's, here's the, the feeling, feeling good all the time. Cosmo Kramer smoking time. a cigarette yep. and uh, drinking a beer at the same time. It's amazing. Drinking a beer. Um, before it. we get going into things, I actually want to cover the story about how you guys met because I love this story and I don't think I've ever actually talked about it on the podcast. It's hilarious though, and I got both of you guys here Excited. now. So let's. I don't know whose version I want first though. Um, well, you've got his version, and then you've got the truth, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, I do nothing but tell the truth, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'll, I'll, I'll tell my version. We I'll all know quick. that's not true. So, so I'm a big uh, Washington Nationals fan. I grew up in the D.C. area, uh, so I'm Redskins or Commanders now, and Nationals fan. I'm a Jazz fan because we have a professional NBA team uh, here in Utah, so I've adopted the Jazz wholeheartedly um but we don't have baseball we don't have football so i've i've sticked stuck with my uh, dc loyalties anyway um bryce harper is uh, a player who was my favorite player on the nationals he's for those that don't know he's like a mega superstar in the major leagues and yeah, i don't um, know Br- brian do you know who re- that, does that name sound familiar to you brian no, who is that? Go, go, go more. Sounds very. Sounds like a very interesting man. So he he uh, he can hit what's called a home run pretty well. That's it. Um, that's when it goes like over the fence and you run around the bases. And... No, so he, he's a he's a mega superstar. For the for those listening that don't know Bryce Harper, um, Google him. He's yeah, just Google him. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, he uh, ended up. Le- he was by far the Nationals' best player. He ends up leaving the team. To go to the Phillies, and it was like via free like agency. A, yeah, via free agency. We're all, gotta, we all have our own free agency. Yes, and he got it's, a mega it's contract. God's plan. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's my <laughs> version first. <laughs> so, so he leaves via free agency, gets a mega contract. Some like I think he's going to. I think he's under contract till he's like eighty-five years old or something like that. But uh, thirty-eight, but close. <clears throat> close. Okay. So, uh, so he leaves and. Amazing. Well, major leagues are doing these contracts now that are ridiculous. It's like, hey, we want to sign you to a 75-year deal. Um, Bobby Bonilla, isn't he still getting Bobby paid? Bonilla. Bonilla. That's what I was just about to say. Bobby Bonilla contract. That's, that's literally what came to my mind, too, when you said that. Let's clarify for the listeners. Bobby Bonilla's contract, it's like, how how, how I mean, he's still getting paid by... He's actually, he's actually in his... He's got to be in his 60s by now, no? Yeah. I mean, because when I was a kid, I so. he was... 
I mean, I'm 41, and when I was a kid, he was he was in his 30s. So he's got to be at least in his late 50s. Anyway, yeah. so okay, so let's get back to the story. So so Bryce Harper leaves the Nationals, and um, the very next year, the Nationals win the World Series, and. I went to three of the games. Ironically, uh, that World Series was against the Astros, and that was the only World Series in history where the home team lost every single game. So all three games that I went to, the Nationals lost, um, but they ended up winning the series uh, in seven games. Really cool. So I meet Bryce, and Bryce is a baseball player. He's got baseball background. He Brian. played in the – You meet Brian. Or, or Brian. Yeah, Brian. Sorry. I'm um, man. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, I meet Brian, who's here on the podcast with us, and uh, and he 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 played in the you you played the Nationals uh, system, right? Yeah. So he makes that comment to me, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, I love the Nationals." So now we start talking about the Nationals. We're in Lake Powell, big group of people. I'm meeting this guy for the first time, Brian, that is, and uh, we're talking about baseball. And so the the Nationals comes up and. The World Series comes up, and Bryce Harper comes up, and him leaving comes up, and I make a statement of like, yeah, honestly, it was kind of like sweet revenge almost to like win the World Series right after he left. You know, I'm saying it as if I'm on the team. We, you know, that's what you do as a fan. And he kind of starts to, oh, yeah, tell me more, you know, about how you feel about this, this Bryce <laughs> Harper guy. And I don't think I said anything too bad that I remember because I actually really liked no, Bryce. No, because Casey, Casey cut you off. Before yeah, I could get did. anything out of you, Casey was like, that's his brother. And you were like, oh. yeah. that Freaky like Casey. And I was like, Casey, what the hell, man? I was like, I want to see what he really yeah. wanted to say. I wouldn't have said anything bad. How many I, B words would have come I, out of your mouth if you hadn't known that I was his brother? Zero. Because I would have already oh. said it at that point. <laughs> a, I don't use that word. B. Um, He's a real B I word. I like Bryce Harper. <laughs> but you got to admit, it's one of those things where it's like, the best player leaves and the next year you win the world series. Like that's, if you're like a little bit bitter that someone left, it's like, eh, take that, you know? So that was all I was saying. Um, nothing against Bryce, but then I find out that it's his brother and we're like sitting on the back of this houseboat, like chum. And I'm like, so what else should we talk about? <laughs> I love that story. When Casey told me that story, I texted Sean and I was like, Hey, I heard uh, you embarrassed yourself in front of Bryce Harper's brother, and Sean called me and was like, "No, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> and what are you talking about? The truth, your version versus my version. It's the exact same version. No, no he's messing. With you. It's literally the exact same. That was. It was. Oh. <laughs> I'm just being funny. So. All right, but well, that was good. I wanted to get that out of the way. But dude, Sean, I got to ask you about this, man. We never yet. We actually, I've seen you a few times since this happened, but I wanted to hear it. And no. Uh, no time like the present on the podcast, dude. You had a very famous person you sat next to on the plane on your way home from Panama a week or two ago. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm getting on the plane. Who was it again that I sat next to? I forgot. Myself <laughs> you don't remember? Now. It was a a certain tight <laughs> end was... of a certain team. Almost, almost Super Bowl. <laughs> That's team. right. Almost Super Bowl team. So no, so I'm getting on the. I'm get, so I go down to Panama for a work trip. And uh, I end up not getting on the flight that I'm supposed to get on. So I have to go to Miami instead from Panama City to Miami. And um, as I'm getting on the plane, so I fly standby on Delta. And so I'm trying to get like an aisle seat. They don't have one. So they're like, they're like we only have middle seats left, uh, but you can have – we've got you assigned with this one. But if you'd rather, we can put you in an exit row. I was like, yeah, the exit row is 
better as long as it reclines, right? And they're like, yeah, it reclines. So, um, by the way, I actually am spacing his name right now. Who the heck did George I George Kittle. George Kittle, thank you. Okay, you can cut that part out. Um, so <laughs> I won't, though. I won't. <laughs> okay, George, if you listen, I'm sorry, buddy. I really like you, too. Um, I'm pretty sure he loves the pod, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. George Kittle, that's right. That's who it was. So, so I'm walking back to my seat. So the it's very uh, serendipitous, right? I'm not even supposed to be on that flight, and then I'm not supposed to be in that seat, but both things got changed last minute. So I... Um, I'm walking back to my seat and I see where my seat is. And I'm like, there's this big dude in a tank top. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm in the middle seat. And of course I'm sitting next to the big guy in the tank top, you know, like he's probably <laughs> going to be taking up all my space. And he's like, got his bare arms and he can be sweating and stuff. You know, that's my, that's my initial thought. And then he like looks, he like looks up and I'm like, is that George Kittle? Which is tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and he is like all pro uh, top, two, three tight end in the NFL. Yeah, he's one of the best tight ends in the league, easily. Yeah. So I'm like, that can't possibly be George Kittle. Why would would he be sitting in economy with me, you know? And so uh, I remember I throw my fanny pack on the seat and I, like, put my backpack in the overhead. And as I go to get into my seat, he picks my fanny pack up, you know, just being nice to, like, allow me to sit down and hands it to me. And I'm like, thanks. And I'm like, this guy looks exactly like George Kittle. So I actually text uh, the group that I just taken on the trip they're big 49er fans and i was like i'm 95 percent sure that i'm sitting next to george kittle right now but i'm a little confused because i'm sitting in economy i'm not first class <laughs> they're just text like some us. of my buddies um yeah so i text some buddies in like a sports chat that i have you know, fantasy football league stuff like that and um say the same thing i'm like i'm 95 percent sure i'm sitting next to george kittle you know st- stand by i'll let you know so um I don't say anything to him. He's got his his uh, AirPods in, and uh, so I don't want to like bug him or be that guy. But I do just kind of look over, and he's he's uh, DMing um, on Instagram uh, TJ Hawkinson, who no is way. also a tight end in the NFL, <laughs> and it's his right? verified account. He yeah. was on the Lions. I think Jeez, he's on a different team now. Much? But so he's yeah. watching him. Jeez. <laughs> well, I mean, he so so he screen watched me too, which we later talked about. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he, <laughs> he sees his own name on your phone. Anyway, I'll let you keep going. That's incredible, dude. No, no, no. So, so, um, so I look over. Yeah, he's DMing another tight end, and it's the and it's his verified account. So I'm like, okay. This is 100% George Kittle. Like, he wouldn't be DMing a verified other tight ends account if, it was, if he wasn't who I think he is. So I'm like, well, at this point, I got to talk to him, you know? So I'm a big sports guy, podcast listener. I love listening you to Shannon Sharp the best and Skip sports, Bayless. Sports take. I mean, it all makes sense. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I have the best one. Um, so I'm listening to Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. And Shannon Sharp, for those that don't know, is a Hall of Fame tight end. And so I make sure to just like put my phone where he can see what I'm listening to. I want him to see that I'm listening to this, you know, sports podcast. And I was going to make the, I was going to make the, um, you know, kind of a joke, like just kind of before introducing myself or asking who he was, I was just going to point at Shannon Sharp and be like, Hey, who's, who's better, you know, you or this guy and just kind of have that break the ice. But he's just got his noise canceling headphones in the whole time. I ended up taking a little nap for about an hour. I wake up. And there's probably an hour and a half, two hours left of the flight. And I'm like, 
I have to talk to him. Like, I know this is him. I'd kick myself forever if I don't talk to him. So I'm just going to have to interrupt him, be the guy that taps him and just is like, hey. So that's what I do. I just tap him on the shoulder and he takes his AirPod out and he's like, what's up? And I was like, are you George Kittle? And he's like, I am. What's your name? Shakes my head. You know? and I'm like, sweet. We're homies now. So, we st- and dude, we end up chatting the entire rest of the flight, like hour and a half, two hours. Nicest guy in the world. And I'm not just saying that, you know, because I've met famous people before where they're not very nice. Um, and super, super nice, like totally down to earth. And... Um, I, I show him a text that I sent. I was like, you know, I thought it was you, but I wasn't sure because I was a little thrown off that you were sitting in economy. And he's like, oh, yeah, they wanted like 2700 bucks for, for first class. I wasn't going to pay that. And I'm like, who's the, who's the highest paid? I go, who's the highest paid tight end, tight end in the NFL? He goes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Chunk <laughs> change, bro. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, my man. Hey. I give him like little, you know, bones, you, pound, you gotta, whatever. You got to hey. Stay rich, okay? You don't spend money on ridiculous things, okay? Yes, I agree. And so I told him with his money, mad respect to him. I told him I was like, I told him I was like, bro, that's actually like mad respect that you're. He's like, yeah, I wasn't going to spend twenty seven hundred dollars for like a three and a half hour flight, you know. And uh, so I was like, well, I hope you don't. I hope you're not offended. I texted some buddies and I called you a top three tight end. I figured Kelsey for sure, and then you, and I don't know who else I was. You said that to him. That's hilarious. I did. Kelsey for sure, and he's like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like well he 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 even says kelsey's the, the best i would assume he would that. but it's always different um, like going yeah. to the number two person be like clearly you're number two right <laughs> <laughs> clearly you're not number one no but uh but he's right there and he's like no he's like i'll take top three he was like pretty flattered i showed him the text you know yeah. and then um and then, you know, some of the guys had responded like 49ers for life, you know, whatever, stuff like that. So I showed him that and he's like, oh, cool. Tell him what's up. So I just, t- I just text to the group. Hey, George says hi. <laughs> and they're like all stoked, you know, and they're like making their day. So yeah, we just sat and chatted forever. Talked about, we mainly talked about sports. At first we talked about what he was doing in Panama and I tried to like not be the, the guy that just wants to talk about sports with the sports guy, you know? Yeah. Um, but he seemed to want to talk about sports. He's like, yeah. And that's when he's like, yeah, he's like, I wasn't trying to like, you know, peak but i noticed you were listening to skip and shannon and and uh he's like i was actually gonna say something but i figured i'd just like let it go and (laughs) but anyway so yeah we just we talked about contracts we talked about um nba we talked about uh you know he thinks kelsey should go and get a wide receiver type contract so that it can up his next contract and it was cool he you know he said he uh, didn't really care to watch the super bowl hates watching games doesn't even follow that much hates all the sports talk shows it was very interesting. Like I was like, you really, you sincerely don't pay attention to what Skip and Shannon say. And he's like, I genuinely don't. Because every time I hear something, it just pisses me off. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I was like, I just never believe athletes when they say they don't pay attention to that stuff. That's um, true, though. But It really is. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. He was, he was cool, man. So we get off the plane, and we're like, we're like buddies now. We're like walking through the – because you got to go through customs now. We just came from a oh, foreign yeah. country. So, so we like do the whole – monster walk we get on the air train together and we're like just chumming the whole time and of course i was like i gotta be that guy i gotta get a selfie with you so we got a selfie on the on the plane um but we're walking through the whole airport and then i had so then i became the cool guy because i had global entry and he did not and so uh for those that don't know global entry like gets you to skip all of the long lines at customs so he had to wait in some 45 minute long line and i got to walk right through and so then i felt like i was the cool person 
But I was like, I think this is where we part ways. And he was super nice, gave me a you know a bro hug, and I was like, all right, see you, friend. So, and then he watched my stories. He watched my Instagram stories that day. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Did and and I'm sure you didn't want to be that guy either. <laughs> didn't but follow imagine... me though. <laughs> oh, freaking jerk! Screw him, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what a was there? Oh, we, also, oppor- we also talked about. Well, sorry. Ask your question, then I'll tell one more thing. That's no, no, go for it. About. Go for it. I'll, I got mine. I got mine still. So. Well, we also talked about uh, guys getting into trouble, you know, with because I was talking about girls with them and like how much girls throw themselves at him or at athletes on Instagram, and so we got into that big time. And he said that uh, he said that he I said be honest, how many like random hotties DM you like on a daily basis? And to his credit, so he's he's married. I think he's he's either married or very serious girlfriend. I think he's married though. I'm pretty sure he's married. But he he said that like. Pretty much none. He's like, occasionally it does happen. He's like, but usually the ones that I get the messages from are not anything that I'd even be tempted by anyway. But it was just kind of funny. So we, he talked about how a lot of athletes have like a Finsta basically. And so they'll have like some random fake account that they control and they'll, they'll chat with girls through that so that they could never be accused of foul play if it's ever screenshotted. It's just some random username and they somehow get the girls to know, hey, this is actually, you know whoever, you know, LeBron James or whatever. And then they talked to him. He didn't say LeBron James. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. But then they use that fake account to do all of their messaging with, with the girls because they, they want to protect themselves against uh, whatever. <laughs> so kind of uh, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. Um, did you bring up your business at all? Which I know, like, I'm sure that's not something you would necessarily like to do. But if it came up organically, like, it seems like somebody like him, if he likes to travel yeah. and he has buddies that like to travel and you're like, hey, let me host a trip. We'll all go to this crazy location. I got you all. Yeah. I mentioned the app and how I do, I do, I did mention what I do. Cause he asked, you know, that's a normal, normal question. So we did talk about that briefly. Um, but at that point I was just trying to, you know, be cool and be buddies with him. Cause it's actually one of those things where I don't plan on doing this. Like it's, it's just fun to, it's just a fun story. But in my opinion, if you're trying to network, the best way to network is to not come off like you're networking. Yeah, that's but just great to point. like be their bud, just be cool, be yeah. someone that they like remember and like. And then if you want to shoot him a message later, now that he's looked at my stories, he looked at the thing I tagged him in and stuff. If I were to DM him, it would go into his his uh, primary inbox, you know. And so maybe he'd respond, and I'm sure he'd remember, you know, that thing. So. I don't know. So yeah, I, I I talked to him about my business, but I didn't try to like get him on my podcast or anything like that. I just chatted him up gotcha well with that being said then do you want to network directly here with brian and see if uh what see what bryce is up to on the off season yeah yeah <laughs> see if we can get him back to the nationals uh, better not <laughs> um one last question i had about george kittle actually was uh so yeah. when he's not very known to be like physically imposing he's actually like on the tight end side he's like fairly stringy but like getting onto the plane, sitting mm-hmm. by him, was this guy just like huge? Definitely a lot bigger than me, but he's not. Yeah, he wasn't like some monster, you know. But he's he's he was broad and yeah, he was he was definitely bigger than me. He's probably I mean we could look it up. I think he's like six four, probably two forty or something would be my guess. Um, and I'm six one, like one ninety. So hmm. definitely about, bigger than I am. Yeah, sounds about right with him. Cool. All right, well, shifting gears here. I got a yeah. Sean. I don't know if you caught this, but uh, I had some pretty 
we we uh, we shared some uh, some of our thoughts on uh, tipping last week. I don't know if you saw that clip. Mm-hmm. Some of these reels are getting oh, I did. like I commented. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did. Of course, you did. Well, yeah, I said, hey, if I had hair, I said, I said, we'll if I had that. hair like that, I'd tip my barber. <laughs> if my that's barber a... could make my hair look like yours instead of like it does right now, <laughs> so. Um, I got three comments. Do I tip at Cafe Rio? No, I don't. I want to share some comments from that post. Like we got we on those those reels. Some of those reels are getting like fifteen thousand views. Like they're getting out there, man. Awesome, pretty nuts. But what's that one at? That particular one? That one's at fifteen. Yeah. Wow. Um. So I got this one. Yeah, from Stanley Sintol, I think. Which I actually think this was a yep. good point. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this. But when you're getting your own food and drinks and cleaning up, you should ask the restaurant for a tip. <laughs> <laughs> pay me. About that? I did everything that you that you were supposed to do. So pay me. Yeah. yeah thanks. It's like, is there a discount yeah. included in this? Should can we get like fifteen percent yes. off? <laughs> <laughs> but here's my favorite one. This uh-huh. is the reason why I even wanted to come uh-huh. up with this new segment, so to speak, because it's probably not going to be really a recurring segment. Maybe we'll let the comments get good. But um, this one. This one I need your guys' thoughts on. So from ah.binda, B-I-N-D-A, this one killed me. Spoken like a true D-bag that comes from a middle-slash-upper-class <laughs> lifestyle. Must be nice to have parents that pave the road for you. We tip because we know how unequal things really are. You don't tip because you have a future divorce to pay for. We're not the same. Smiling emoji. Jinky podcast, by the way. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that last part before the thumbs up? Janky uh, podcast. He used the word janky. Janky. Janky podcast. Janky was, podcast. It two, was it 2002? <laughs> Jeez. No, that was hilarious. So I thought that was hilarious, funny, man. I responded and just put a bunch uh, of laughing, really crying good. emojis because that really did make me laugh. I'm not going to lie. I, the, my favorite part was we tip because we know how unequal things are. You don't tip because you have a future divorce to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this him. guy owns a boat. Joke's on him. I'm never getting married. Um, <laughs> but uh, And then... Uh, and then my favorite gosh. my favorite comment came from oh look at this Sean Bingham I tip my barber if she could give me hair like yours you actually said ours H O U R S but I think I know what you meant oh crap yeah we, we, <laughs> that was a we typo we, yeah we dang it. it it's fine we understood <laughs> it's all good like it's ours all good. like mine and Harper's got it yeah no, that's true actually yeah, yeah. that Harpers. is true yeah I'm actually thinking yeah, of Harper switching the name the name of the podcast to Latter Day Hair. Just so ah. <laughs> no, what what was the other one that we came up with? It was so good. Remember. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. I, we should we need to start writing those down. We just come up with like random other names to do it. So funny. Well, so wait, who was? Uh, I feel like we just need to slide right into the people we can't be friends with real quick since we're on that subject of the no tipping survey. Well, I kind of want to be friends with Harper? that guy that left that comment, but that's all right. We can. We well, can, yeah, can go into this. but the, there was just one person that voted no on tipping. No, there were three at least, and one of them was you, you idiot. 
<laughs> Damn it! I thought yeah. you didn't know who it was. No, I knew. Oh, I knew. Man, you were That's actually no the fun. second. Yeah. I was. I was gonna try. I was trying to just like build you. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna pull a Sean. I was gonna pull a a Harper on a Sean moment. I was gonna try and no. build you up and see what, like, what you were gonna say about it. And then I was gonna Can't be like, well, actually, I was the guy that voted for it. So you gonna be friends with me? <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> In fact, this is the last podcast we're ever doing together. No, I'm getting, I'm getting replaced by Sean. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it. this is. Exactly. I knew it. I'm just gonna slowly it. edge you out. I'm leaving right now. I'm leaving right um, now. <laughs> let's hold on to that segment. I like ending with that segment. For some, I don't know. It feels a little weird though, getting into people we can't be friends with, and then talking the next segment, which is like the gospel, gospel talk, and being Christ-like and stuff. <laughs> the trying to help them out with things. their lives, okay? okay. Trying to help them out, man. That's right. But let's get into world news here for a second. I wanted to ask a couple things because we we do have a resident realtor with us right now. So I wanted to get your thoughts on go. some things, Brian. But the Silicon Valley Bank, like this, this seems kind of nuts. It seems like a pretty big point of the year. Like we'll all kind of remember when Silicon Valley Bank, maybe not just a year, but the life our lifetimes when Silicon Valley Bank failed, essentially. There's a lot of speculation as to why. But we believe the ripple effects are real. With that said, crypto is going up for some reason. So, I know. That. I was actually just pulled up my phone to look at that stuff. Yeah, crypto is going up. Right now? The stock market hasn't taken a hit. Yeah, uh, Bitcoin's at twenty five four fifty eight. Yeah, it was like hitting twenty six. I think at some point this morning. But yeah, crypto yeah. seems steady. It's like crypto's on the rise, and everything else is kind of steady. And I don't know what what is the real estate market thinking of all this right now, man, Brian. I have no idea. I didn't even know this was going on. I don't pay attention to a lot of things. Okay. All right. The, <laughs> so next it's, uh, the collapse of Silicon Valley explained. All right. So yeah, I feel, oh, visually Eight, too. 18, Gives me pictures. 18th largest bank in the U.S. collapsed. Oh. Yeah. And for those that don't understand what that means, it doesn't mean the building fell down. It means they ran out of money to give the people that had given them their money to keep safe. Yeah. yeah it's not like they were bombing. So a lot of people are losing a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of people losing a lot of money. And the ripple effects are real because they're, you know, what happened was that they had an influx of cash like two years ago. And they didn't, they needed to know what to do with that money. Yeah, like all of us did kind of, right? But they Mm -hmm. they needed to know what to do with that money. And so they didn't want to just sit on it. They're like, how do we get good returns out of this? One of the things they did was invent, invest in more tech companies, and so that artificially inflated some of the tech companies. So I think you're actually going to see that come, like the new valuations of a lot of the tech companies that's going to affect Utah directly. Are, that valuation is going to go way down, I think, for a lot of them. And then one other thing they did, too, is they invested in a lot of bonds, government bonds, apparently. That is, those are supposed to be the most secure type of investment you can get. But here's the catch, is they weren't accounting for inflation. And so when inflation happened, all of a sudden those government bonds get screwed because the value of those bonds just plummets as inflation goes up. So they ended up their returns ended up being bogus. In fact, they were underwater in most of those. So anyway, kind of weird ripple effects. Yeah, no, honestly, see. honestly, on on the real estate side, it takes a little bit for that to reaction. Um, just it can't. It's not like an overnight thing. Right. For so, sure. No, no, I know. I just wonder if there's depends, prognostication right? like, out there at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, I haven't just because it just happened recently, right? Within, you know, what's hilarious is the next 
Yeah, it was just a few days ago. I think it was Friday. Even. March fourteenth. Yeah. Last updated on this article, which is today. But that's yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Friday. I think sounds right. I think it was Friday that it happened. Yeah. Which I honestly wonder if even that was strategic because the markets close, you know, um, and then nobody can do anything over the weekend to get their money out of certain places in the stock market. And so I honestly wonder if that was even a strategic thing because the the CFO, the CMO, and the CEO all cashed out like major like two weeks before the collapse like the one of them cashed out like 3.5 million dollars in stock two weeks before the bank went under yeah i saw that so they're gonna end up in prison i would hope yep um but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see because one of the things that was their biggest downfall is like every all these startups bank with them i don't know why i don't know what the benefits are per se um but they had a bunch of these like you know, tech startups that were banking with them. And as things started to not go, because if you follow the tech world, which I do, there's tons of layoffs happening right now. They're not getting the multiples they used to get on, uh, you know, when they try and sell their business and things like that. A lot of them have never been profitable. They just bank on being able to sell the company at some point. So they run in the negative year after year, just trying to grow as big as they can. And as that started to shift, you know, a lot of people had to liquidate some things, pull money out and the bank's like, we don't, have any money actually to give you um so pretty wild story honestly but the next day um i don't know where people stand politically here but i have a pretty good guess but uh the next day on the right side yeah literally not not the wrong side yeah no no just on the right side just not the wrong side yeah yeah that's correct that's right um so the next day the white house posts on their official Instagram account that under President Biden, our economy is as strong as ever and moving in the right direction. I honestly, when I scrolled it, I was like, oh, this is a parody account. This is funny. Like the day (laughs) after the 18th biggest bank in the country literally falls, like collapses, there's someone's jokingly tweeting out, you know, or Instagramming out that the economy is so strong. And I was like, oh, no, this is actually the White House's account, like President Biden and his administration actually put this out there for everybody like of course. just completely tone deaf to reality i mean that's that's akin to cnn reporter in front of the camera with like a bunch of like buildings on fire and the banner saying mostly peaceful <laughs> protests mostly peaceful mostly people. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> such like, a good one what world are we living <laughs> in this is insanity yeah. i know i love that it's like oh, there, it was like some mostly peaceful murders most of the murders were pretty peaceful yeah, like there's only, it was only a couple. There's only a couple stabbing. Yeah, there's only a couple like stabbing. They're like PG thirteen murders, not R. It's very, yeah. very gentle, very yeah. gentle murder. <laughs> All right. Well, reading, how are we reading about... on some other things real quick. Uh, looks like it's more commercial that's going to be impacted first because of their big uh, investments on the on the commercial side, which I don't really do the whole commercial side of things, but. I mean, we had a we had an influx of of California people come in here into Vegas, so and then obviously Silicon Slopes up in up in Utah, so yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think that's I think you bring up a good point, Sean, being you know them doing this on a Friday and not creating the panic of a you know Monday or Tuesday. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's just Wait. everything. Everything's always a wait and see. It's, just, it's they it's definitely true. knew well in advance. Like you yeah. don't, that's not something that just happens. Like they right. knew this was coming for, sure. for months, probably for months. Yeah, I would agree. Well, yeah. 
Um, the uh, shoot, what was I gonna say about that? Oh, I keep hearing though the best way to make money quickly, actually, in such scenarios like this, is to buy the dip. Prostitution. Like, the the recession is where a lot of people make money uh, yeah. quickly. So, so that so, so, doesn't oh work. Cool. You can do it OnlyFans, like Brian's suggesting, essentially. <laughs> Um, sell yourself so funny story about that yeah that that is one way sell your soul um but um, Uh, not even the body just (laughs) soul sell your soul yep yeah yeah illuminati well i mean this is this is latter day takes right yeah he's right he's right Um, he's right amen amen brother brother bingham (laughs) so um along those lines the last recession that we had like true recession we kind of are had one i guess a couple of years ago and we're kind of in one right now but the last like true legit recession you know 2008 i was in the in the mode of day trading i would like get into these bank stocks this guy i worked with he would put in you know and x amount of dollars and then he'd wait for the stock to rise just like 30 percent or not 30 percent 30 cents 30 percent would be really nice 30 cents and so if you put in like a hundred thousand dollars um, and say the stock's at you know thirty bucks a share, and it rises just thirty cents, and you bought you know whatever however many shares that is thirty thirty something thousand shares. I don't know if I'm doing the math right there. Three thousand shares. He could make a few thousand dollars in a matter of like minutes. And I watched him do it day after day for a while, and I was like, I'm going to do this. So I started doing it, and I would just I was doing it on a much smaller scale. I'd make a few hundred bucks here and there, but it's kind of cool. I was like, wow, I'm making like a couple hundred bucks a day doing this day trading. Well, I end up getting like more and more bold with it, right? And putting more and more money in and trying to go even higher increments. I'm going to wait till it goes up 50 cents today because oftentimes a stock will go up 50 cents and come back down. And so if you play the game to just like hit the sell button when it hits a certain number, you can do pretty well. Well, one time I put in a pretty large amount and it didn't go up at all that day. It just kept going down and down and down for months. And the lower it dipped, the more I bought and I ended up having to hold on to it for like three years, but the end result was I profited like $85,000 by buying more and more as it dipped lower and lower and lower and then just being willing to hold for a couple of years. Yeah. Knowing that like this is – it was like big banks like Citibank, Zions Bank, uh, Bank of America, all the banks that were in trouble back then. I was like they're not going to go under. They're not going to like go out of business. They're going to get bailed out. If they go out of business, there's going to be a lot more problems in the world than my than my stock market you know situation. And so I just bought more and more. So that is an example of you know a recession doing well for me. Yeah, no. And Warren Buffett always gets asked too, like, how much money did you lose in two thousand eight? He's like, I actually didn't lose anything. I didn't sell. You only lose if you sell. Yeah. So to your point, holding for three years, yeah. it's another aspect of that as well. But um, yep. So let's kind of gloss over this because I don't think we have a ton of like. I mean, I don't really follow college basketball the best. I did fill out a bracket. And, of course, Houston's going to win. And, of course, I have the most perfect bracket in the world. But how are we feeling about March Madness? So, I'm excited. Brian, you want to go first? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's a, I think it's a solid field. I mean, I'll listen to the talking heads, right? Jay Billis and Menard. No. Yeah, Joe Lenardi. Joe Lenardi. Yeah. Joe Lenardi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen He's to those guys. He's the bracketologist. Guys. There you go. Yeah, so. Uh, listen, those guys, I, I trust Jay Billis, you know, with, with anybody when it comes to college basketball, he's very much invested. He's always on the, on the big games of every week. And, um, 
you know, I'm excited. I, I love March Madness. I think it's a great time. Just constant games roll over. It doesn't matter who, who's playing. It's, you know, obviously it's the best 68 teams, right? Yeah. yeah. 68? Yep. Yeah. Because they got the four playing games. So, but yeah, starts uh starts this week. And I'm, I'm excited just to have it on background noise, and especially being back on the West Coast. This will be, they had one last year. Yeah. The year before it was when it was when it was canceled so it'll be the first time yeah. that i'll really be on the on the west coast and be able to appreciate because east coast sports just sucks especially when you have spring training in the morning having to wake up and all that shit and just you can't mm. watch any of the later games of the higher seeds on the west coast which is um obviously around watching those ones so yeah ironically uh i've never when I've done East Coast living, like when I was doing door-to-door sales and stuff, we didn't have to get up super early. And I remember thinking I loved sports on the East Coast because I rarely want to sit and do nothing at my house at 7 p.m. I usually want to be out and about either at dinner with friends or at the gym or socializing in some way. And when I want to sit, when I want to get home and just veg out doing nothing, it's usually 10 p.m. and beyond. And I'm, I do stay up till like midnight or even 1 a.m. most nights. Um, and so I kind of liked when I would do door-to-door sales. And then I was in DC, um, where your brother used to play for a team. And, uh, <laughs> but when I was in DC, I, I remember thinking like, this is pretty nice. Like these games don't even start till 9 PM, you know? And I, I actually kind of liked it, but I, that is interesting thought though. If you have to get up at freaking five or something like that, then that's different. Yeah. It just sucks. Getting, Cause getting those, over till like yeah, 1 those, those late games. I mean, it's because I'm from this side of the country, right? Like. If I want to watch a team, like it's going to be a West Coast team. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just more fandom there. And then, you know, they're going to, sometimes those games are usually the best too. So it's the whole Pac 12 after dark type of stuff. So, but honestly, let's be strict honest. The best time zone for sports mountain. It is mountain. It is. is. Like somehow they just figured it out. Um, Harper, real quick though, with your question, I used to live for March Madness. Like I used to live for it. I had in college and even a year after college, I had an entire wall in my house where I dedicated hours of time making a bracket that was the entire size of the wall. I'm talking it was like 10 feet high, probably 15, 18 feet wide. And I would like print out each of the names every time a game ended and I'd tape it up there and like do, I turned my entire wall into a bracket. Now, dude, I I saw the bracket when it came out on Sunday, and I was like, wow, Houston and Purdue. Who are the number one seeds? It's Houston, Purdue, Kansas, and who's the other one? Uh, Alabama. Alabama, yeah. Alabama, Alabama. I was like, Alabama and Houston are number one seeds? Like, that tells me how much I don't pay attention, like how how out of touch with college basketball I am. (laughs) I couldn't tell you the name of a single college basketball player. I I could not name one player. I couldn't name one player on BYU's team. I, I, don't, I don't know. I still love sports. I still love – I'm going to watch March Madness. I throwing out Dan Jones every now and then. Just be like, Dan Jones. I mean, I know <laughs> there's Dan Jones at BYU, but like – or Dan Smith, I think. Is that what it was? The Key Peel skit? Yeah, yeah. Dan I'm Smith. Gonna, Dan Jones is the quarterback of the Giants. Oh, that's right. Dang it. Um, but, but, um, but I just don't pay attention like I used to. Like college sports – I don't know. I don't know if it's just age or if it's uh, the fact that BYU hasn't been in like a, a heated conference rivalry for so many years. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a combination of the two. But I legitimately like don't care about college sports. They're fun entertainment for me still. 
But, dude, the NFL and the NBA are everything to me. Like, I can't get enough of the NFL and the NBA. I could listen to guys talk about NBA drama every day for the rest of my life, I feel like. You know, but, like, college basketball, it's, it's, it's a dying sport. All the best basketball players are going straight to the G League or they're going to play overseas. They're skipping college. And so, I don't know. I just don't care as much. But I'm going to watch it. I'm excited. I love it. I just don't care like I used to at all. Yeah, I feel I like that's a perfect it. segue then into what's the best sports month. Which I actually don't want to spend a ton of time doing this, but I do want to just get some quick thoughts from Sean because I do want to get into yeah. people we can't be friends with. We have to do that. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then we'll go from there. But what go is ahead, it, Sean? Sean. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear yours, your best sports month. Best sports month? Um, probably January. I feel like January you've got NFL playoffs. The NBA is like in the middle of their season. Uh, you've got college football uh, playoffs as well in the early January anyway. So I would probably say January. Okay. Harper, what do you got? Uh, I When we talked about this initially, I said October. But honestly, I got to mm-hmm. think about it a little bit more. I like, I just love the fact that you've got NBA starting. College football is just like in the thick of it. Granted, there aren't as many good games probably in college football in October. And the excitement has worn off a little bit since September. But... I still love that it's happening. Well, who cares about the NBA? Like, who cares about game one of the NBA? I mean, it's just kind of excitement in the air is kind of how I view it. And the NFL. Like, just you have an intersection of a ton of sports happening at the same time. With that said, March Madness weekend is one of my favorite weekends of the year, usually. I agree. I agree with that. I do. I've got January. I've got April. January is a big one for the NFL alone. So, you guys have to realize, okay, it's called March Madness. However, mm-hmm. it doesn't end until April. It ends in April, yeah. That's your final four, okay? You yeah. have the Masters. Okay? You got General you Conference. <gasps> General Conference. <laughs> what a sport. Um, that's, that's my You have sport. My N- sport NHL playoffs. Conference. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, okay. the start of baseball, okay? Yeah. And any real just... football fans, spring, spring games, okay? That's how you know the SEC does it. We 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 take our spring game serious in the SEC. Mm. Okay, and that is true. I've Just seen no, the SEC. No reaction out of Harper. You're being a real gamecock <laughs> right now, dude. Uh, by the way, number one seed. Okay, sorry. Okay, women's. I don't care. Okay, I still rep them. Okay. <laughs> um, go go, Lady Cox. I. Um, uh, but one. the other one, um, okay, one more, <laughs> one more on April, okay, <laughs> WrestleMania. I'm just going to ignore that comment out of you, okay? <laughs> WrestleMania is the other yeah, one, okay? Just... Very, very big sports month, though, April, okay? It holds its own. It really does. So it, it does I, I love like... October, like, because of the playoffs, MLB playoffs, start of college football, start of NFL, things like that, right? The start Masters. of NHL, I... NF, uh, yeah, but you have golf, you have, like, Playoffs in two major mm-hmm. sports, right? You have the start of mm-hmm. uh, another major sport. And obviously, I love college football, love the NFL. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I think April yeah. holds its own for sure. Yeah. I, I, I agree with both of you guys. I think those are good months. But I stick with January because I love football so freaking much. And yeah. that's when the playoffs are in full swing in both of the college and NFL. And I don't really care about the NBA. I love the NBA, but I don't find myself paying much attention until after football ends, or at least until the new year starts. And I'm like, okay, okay, they're 30 games into the season. You know, things are taking shape. Now I care more about the NBA. Yeah. 
And the same thing with anyway. the NHL. NHL is the same way. Like the first half, nobody really watches until football's over. And then it's like, okay, here we go. Right. I'm not a big NBA guy, but you talk hockey, like let's, yeah. let's talk it all day. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. We got, we got, we're going to lose Sean here in a second. So we got to, we got to at least end this. I got, I got, I got a few minutes. We're good. Um, we got to at least get in people we can't be friends with. Sean, do you have, do you have a someone? Friends? Or not, not someone, not do a I person. Have, do you have friends? <laughs> you see this picture? I this is Brad. I can't be friends with Brad. He's the worst. <laughs> That's so good. People I can't be friends you know, with. Anybody. <laughs> I don't have any friends. Anybody with the name Trey. People I can't be I mean, I, oh. well, I like Trey Kennedy. Oh, okay. There you go. Funny comedian. Girls love him, um, I can't be friends with you guys. Well, let's what? hear it. <laughs> that, what do we do? Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you were no, going to be more I can't be I was friends like, with... there's probably good reason he can't. I'm actually really <laughs> wanting to hear this. No. <laughs> I can't be friends with myself just, half the time. Just brings my social stock down if people know that we're friends. You know? <laughs> <laughs> is that what I've been relentlessly trying to get you to tag me an Instagram <laughs> post and you just refuse? Utterly <laughs> refuse? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good, smart. Good um, Guys, I want to let you know I find this segment to be offensive, and uh... <laughs> that's why you can't be friends with it because we're offensive. I got it. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> Give me some examples of what you guys have said right, so let's far. Let's get into it. Par- you... Harper mentioned oh. Harper mentioned people that wear pajama pants at the gym. That's becoming a real trend, yeah. by the way. Yeah, and I hate them all. But it is younger people. <laughs> Headband guys, people that drive the speed limit in the fast lane, uh, people that that's don't understand. One the uh purpose of uh cruise controls mm. we can let you we can let you think of up. one while we're going brian do you have a new one yeah. for this week yeah no keep going um no but i love yours and i would love to do that because i am i hate those people all right so Wait, which what's harper's so the one we already kind of talked about was the, i'm gonna i'm gonna save the real one here in a second but the one we already talked about was anybody that voted no in my tipping survey. I said, is tipping getting outrageous or whatever? And three people voted no. And I was like, are you serious? I don't want to be friends with any of you. Brian was just trolling me. He doesn't count, even though I sometimes I, I feel like I don't want to be friends with him. But there were two uh, people that voted no. And I was like, this is crazy. How is tipping not getting out of hand? That's one thing that we can all agree on. Like, this is this is not a part of politics. Like, it doesn't matter... No political party is on one side versus the other. Like tipping is getting ridiculous, and we need to do something about it. They're probably they're probably working the register at Chipotle or something like that, and they need that. Well, so I guess more reasons why I would from want an to be upper middle class family, and you have to pay for a divorce. Kay Harper, yeah. that's why. Yeah, you janky, janky podcast <laughs> host. I, I can't wait till I get to the point where I have to pay for my divorce. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, so the real the one of the real ones I had was um, when you open the door for somebody, this happened to me. I went to lunch with my brother last week, and there's just a big group of people. Like, my brother was right there. I, like, opened the door, let my brother in, and then, like, two more people came in. And they were all like, oh, thank you, thank you. Then there was this lady who comes in, and she just kind of looks at me, doesn't say anything. She doesn't say thank you. And it dawned on me, I don't want to be friends with people that don't say thank you when you do something nice like that, especially out in public. What kind of person is that? 
<laughs> that's a, it's an ungrateful person. Yeah, I don't well, want to be Especially because that. they saw you, people. right? It wasn't like they had their head down and they just like walked into an open door. Like obviously somebody's holding it for you. Can we like at least acknowledge it? Something? Oh, thanks. You know, hey, thanks. I would have taken a head nod. That's all I would have taken um, like a soft glance that would have just been like this saying thank you with the eyes, but nothing, man. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, I've got one that yeah. just came to mind. What about, and maybe you guys, I don't know how many of these segments you guys have done. So if I'm repeating one you've already done, I apologize. I would love it if you did repeat one. What about people? Validate us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about the people who are uh, the, the, the airplane lands? Oh, oh yes. I, I, I got, I've actually got two because I travel a lot. Ugh. If you're, if you're applauding, like, like genuine, not like as a joke, but like you genuinely want to clap when the plane lands. That's a tough one. That would be, that, that's tough. That's a good one. And then, and then, but the other one I was going to say is the seatbelt ding goes off and it's time to like get off the plane. And you're the person that's literally rushing from the back, pushing through everybody, like as if your time is more important than theirs and you have to get off before everybody. That is one, that is someone I could not, I would be really, really embarrassed if somebody I knew did that. I could not agree. Yeah, more. that's a bad one. I cannot stand one. those people. Like I, I literally don't understand. It. Especially when we're like, where are you going? You literally have yeah. to wait for the other half of the plane to get off. Yeah. And oh they're like trying to get like four or five rows up, you know, six, whatever they can. Yes. Now if you have like some major connection issue okay. and and you're like telling everybody, hey, like we, yeah, we're, we're delayed, as you know, and like yeah. my connection's right now, that's totally different. Totally different. But if you're just like trying to like Weasel your way up like five or six rows so you can get off two minutes before you're supposed to. That that's someone I don't think I can be friends yeah. with. No, What's funny too totally is agree. they they do that right, and then we all get to baggage claim and they're standing there right. We're all waiting for our bags now. Like we oh you got here first. I'm glad you found the carousel for us because now we all know where to where to go. But I have to give props to the flight that I was on. Last year, I want to say, I had to catch a flight in between. I went, I went from Philly to Atlanta. Had to catch the connection. We were delayed out of Philly, getting into Atlanta. The uh, flight attendants were like, "Hey, we have a bunch of people like trying to make connections. If you, you know, if this is your final destination, if you could just stay seated and let them get off, that'd be absolutely great." Okay, all the people. I was, I was, I think just over the wing. I think I was on the extra row. They all let us through, running out. It was absolutely amazing on them. Just, you know, they're like, good luck, good luck. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I love all of you. Like, thank you. Thank yeah. you for being amazing people because you guys all just were not in a rush to get off. You got let the people get off. And I ended up making my connection, uh, sprinting through the Atlanta airport, which is not a small airport by any that means. That is a big one. Uh, had to go to a different terminal. So, yeah, it was a full-on sprint. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I can be I like friends that. with those people that sit down and wait and, you know, let people get off yes. when, when they do have those connections. So, you know, what we can do people? both sides, right? We can do both sides. People I can be friends with. No, not yeah. just not what I can be friends about. with everybody. No. no. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what about people that are, like, walking in a park no closer than 200 feet from anybody and they're wearing a mask and they're by themselves <laughs> outdoors? Has, is that a thing? Or the people, yeah, oh, I've the, seen it. The people. I've absolutely seen oh, that. You're walking, talking about, oh, yes, walking oh, oh, by themselves. No joke. We've been so far removed from like COVID in my head that I was not thinking like a mask, like a health mask thing. I thought you meant like some murderous mask. I was like, wait, 
Have you been watching no. one, too many no. screen movies? Like, what are you talking about? It's Michael Myers. Seen like, Michael <laughs> Myers 200. <laughs> He's just in the planter. No, 100%. I'm talking I'm to you at the park, no. and they're by themselves wearing one of those those COVID masks, and they're by themselves outdoors. I'm yeah. like, dude. Dude, come no, on. It's, it's, it's the same people that drive in their car by themselves. Bingo. That was with the, the one, windows dude. With the windows up or the windows down. They're alone Either in their or. car. What are you doing? And they have a mask on is incredible to me. That one to me is like, yeah. you don't want friends. <laughs> like, you're telling me you don't want to be my friend if you do that. Like, that's what I'm seeing. Like, I, I, I don't know any other way around it. That's just so utterly bizarre to me. <laughs> Yeah. The best one is the driver's wearing a mask, but the passenger isn't. And they're clearly, you know, you can tell their husband and wife, right? And just, like, <laughs> the driver's wearing Maybe. a mask, but the wife, they're the, like the, holding the hands while they're driving. Like, and you're like, you guys get it. It's like, you guys what are you it, doing? <laughs> you guys yeah. literally, you guys live in the same house, right? Like, what's going on? Clearly uh, not. What about, the, what about the heavy, what about the heavy over grunters at the gym? Like they're doing the punching bag and they just want to scream as loud as they can in the middle of the gym to just make sure everybody looks at them. Dude, you're firing from all cylinders I feel like right Sean now. Sean has man. so many. I love it. He has so many now. No, in fact, that actually reminds me of a story of something like that where I was, no joke, 100%. I left the gym. I almost reported this guy. And I don't ever do that. I almost pulled a Karen. I was like, okay, I let's, was like, let's all let's all figure out where Harper works out at. Okay, he's a big Planet Fitness guy. I was okay. Yeah. No slamming of the weights. I was legitimately like, I can't. It wasn't even a slamming the weights. It wasn't. It actually had nothing to do with that. It was we were in the deadlift squat section, and this guy, like, I could, I had my Air AirPods in with the noise canceling, and this guy was actually yelling out like, I don't even know what he was doing, but he was making like. He wasn't even lifting, but it was like he'd be done with his lift, and they'd be like, oh, oh, and he'd be like yelling so loud <laughs> that I was like, is this guy yeah. going to murder us? Like, I'm not sure. I'm not – I don't actually <laughs> yeah. feel completely safe right now, which makes me feel like a total yeah. you-know-what Karen. But, like, my goodness, I was legitimately concerned. You're not wrong, man. Yeah. It's just – and I realize this whole segment is just for, for fun. So for those listening that are offended, we're just, we're just having fun here. <laughs> But that is one of those things where I'm like, hey, don't Dude. make excuses for us. We're not being, we're not being uh, funny. You have this to be like shit. <laughs> I'm not being friends with you. <laughs> Cause that's the thing is like, right, if you, if, you you're, do? if you're going somewhere, right. And all of these things happen, just like you said, you would be embarrassed if one of your friends got up on the plane and ran down the aisle I would. just to cut I would. people off. Right. Yeah. Like, same it's, thing. It, if I'm working out with somebody and they're doing this, I'm like, what are you doing? Like stop. If they're doing it and they're serious, that's where I'd be right. embarrassed. If they're doing it as a joke, then I'm going to laugh with them. Yeah. But if they're, if I realize like, oh, like, wow, like Brian's being serious. Like Brian's shouting at the top of his lungs as he punches this beanbag in the middle of the gym. I'd have a hard time wanting to like stand next to you while you <laughs> did your workout. 100%. Well, <laughs> you know? but that's what I'm saying. Even 100%. beyond that, it's um, like, I'm not even sure I want to like watch sports with this guy either. I, I don't know who he is anymore. <laughs> Dude, okay, imagine if one of us held the door open. You were like, yeah, just being yeah, a yeah. dick, right? Of course, it's just us being, yeah. you, yeah. You know, being friends and yeah. get that. But it's like the same thing. Like, hey, thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> and with, with the gym grunting, I'm talking about the people that are clear. Because I understand if you're like punching something, if you're lifting heavyweight, there might be a little of like a little bit of exertion that's going to – there's going to be some audible noise. That's totally fine. But we all know those people where it's like, dude, you do not need to be – making as much noise as you are you're you're very clearly trying to get attention 
and yeah. it's it's working, but it's not working like you want it to. Right. No, <laughs> go, like, Sean, I got one for you. I'll go. Go, go ahead, Harper. Okay. I was just so I was, I was just saying. <laughs> shoot, dude, I think ahead. we're a little bit off. Go ahead. Right now. Go ahead. I'm go ahead. The guy at the gym, the only reason why that like really stood out to me was because he was like actually looking around to see if people were looking at him and he was like making eye contact and of I course. was like, Oh gosh, I hate this. Yeah. But anyway, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean. The moving walkways at the airports, okay? Travel guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll stick with the travel yep. theme. Okay. Stand There's... on the right, okay move on the left, baby. Okay. Yeah. Hey, move out of the way. Okay. Yeah. You stand stand on the right, walk on the left, move out of yep. the way. It's the same thing with the with the uh fast lane, okay? Hey, get over. That same person that's standing on the yep. moving walkway is the same person that's driving the speed limit in the fast lane. For sure. And your bag should also be on the right with you. You don't stand next to your bag, you stand in front of it or behind it. Right. But you you don't stand next to it. Like the left part of the moving walkway, escalator, all those things, they are for people that are in a hurry, moving quick because there's a lot of people in airports that are in a hurry. Are you are you a uh, pass pass a person on the escalator? Because I'm a pass a person on on the moving walkway. The escalator, not so much. The escalator, I'm standing there, I ain't moving. Yeah, escalator. If if I'm in a hurry, yeah. which I am almost always running late because I'm not very good at time management, which is probably something someone else would say they can't be friends with me because I'm <laughs> late a lot, which I would understand. It is that's a flaw called, of uh, mine. It's called Mormon standard time. Yeah, Mormon standard time. Um, so I am frequently in a hurry. So sometimes I pass on the escalator, but usually not. Yeah. But on the moving walkway, I never stand. I'm walking. Yeah. I just. Yeah. Ugh, those people. Get out of yeah. my way. Like, literally, yeah. I will fight you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I certainly won't be friends with you. Um, so we probably have to let Sean go. Sean? What do you, what yeah. do you, what do you think? I mean, Guys, I, this has been real. Yeah. Well, you'll miss our gospel well, you got, you got talk another segment for me? We got gospel talk. Okay, well, talk let's do the gospel wanna... talk. I can stay. Okay. Okay, let's stay. That's, that's the most important one. Ooh, well, hey, it. how about that? I'm now that we've just gone, priorities. now that we've just gone through, now that we've just gone through people we don't like, let's yeah. talk about how unchristlike we can be. Everyone. Let's talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. the gospel. <laughs> um, oh, it's so good. So it's a perfect segue. Let's be honest. We'll get it all out well, of us. Okay, we, we're not right. saying we then, don't like those people. We just you know, all, we don't want to be friends with them. The or reason why I like we that want segment, our friends to be better. That's all. It's because if there's something I do that people are like, I can't be friends with you. It's like, well, it's, that's good for both of us to know then. Let's just part ways. We do it for each other anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, let's yeah. get going on this. Uh, Sean, we've talked somewhat recently about this, and I thought this was really cool because I don't think like it's – I don't think feel like it's talked about a lot, and that's the power of fasting. Um, I want to mm. get some of your thoughts and some of your own personal experiences, things you've read or whatever else to kind of kick us off here because I think fasting is very real, and I admittedly – I'm not the best at it, but I do have a strong testimony of it, even though I don't utilize it as much as I feel like I should or could. Yeah. Um, so one of my very first memories of fasting is I was living in the D.C. area where Brian's brother used to play baseball. And um, <laughs> so no, it really was. I know. <laughs> it's funny. No, it's good. It's good. I like it. Um, but anyway, so that, that's where I grew up as a kid. And um, I remember it was fast Sunday and I had just been baptized. So it was like I was supposed to I was supposed to do this now, you know. So I'm like, okay. And it's like so hard. So I ended up sneaking into our basement and, and eating like a couple bananas. And my mom caught me, you know. And she was obviously did not care. But she was – I felt so bad, you know. So that's actually one of my very first memories I have of fasting is that I just couldn't do it. And I snuck a banana into the basement and ate it. 
Um, since then, I've embraced it more wholeheartedly. Um, and I've had some really, really amazing experiences with fasting. I think when I really, when it really kind of took full, like came full circle or kind of took off for me in my mind, um, was on my mission. Um, and I, we had a, we had this challenge to like get each, each companionship to get two baptisms that month. And they needed one companionship from each zone to get three. And if we did that, we were going to set a new mission record for number of baptisms. That's some context. For all of Europe you East. served in Russia. I served in Russia, yeah. Not known for its and so it was going to be for all of Europe. Not known for its baptizing, yeah. And our mission was pretty good. Um, and our, you know, our mission president had these really great goals. And so anyway, so I was a brand new senior companion. And so my, and my companion was a total stud and I was just like, dude, let's do this. Let's actually not only be, go get two baptisms, let's be that companionship that gets three. And so they challenged us to, to do a number of things. One of them was to pray more, uh, not just more sincerely, but more specifically, like give very, very specifics in your prayer, uh, as to what you're, what you're in need of or what your, what your investigators are in need of. And then they also talked about like coming up with your own personal, sacrifices as a companionship. And so me and my companion talk and we realize we decide, you know what, let's give up a couple hours of our P day each, each week this month. So we would end P day a little bit early and go out and do more missionary work. We're going to wake up. Um, ha- I think it was either half hour, an hour earlier. I can't remember, but we woke up a little bit earlier to do, to get our studies done earlier and then get out the door earlier to go do missionary work. And the other thing was we were going to fast, uh, all every Sunday, you know, for 24 hours. So we do that. And I had just moved into this uh, area and there were no real prospects, you know, that were on the horizon at all. Like we did not have anyone we were currently working with. And at the end of that month, we ended up having six baptisms, uh, which was obviously far more than the goal. And it was like, things just kind of fell in our lap. Like there was this member who just all of a sudden had three friends over. We went to visit her and we start talking to all three of them at the same time. And before you know it, like they want to keep meeting with us daily and they come to church week one, come to church week two, get baptized week three. It was amazing. Another guy, he was the husband of a member in the branch and he had met with missionaries for like six years. And I remember I just went, we left this zone conference and he was the one guy where I was like, I said we didn't have any prospects. We did have him, but he had, I had never met with him once. I had never, I had not met with him one time, but he was the one guy in like the zone book or whatever, the, the area book that I was like, let's go talk to him. So I literally went over there and this was like a little bit of salesmanship, but like in a spiritual way and, and it worked. The guy ended up being a really strong member for as long as I, I'm not in touch with him anymore, but he was, he was a guy that just was consistently there and, and doing the right thing. But I went over to his house and I just got to know him. And I said, look, you've met with the missionaries for six years. You've come to church with your wife for years, you know, but you haven't been baptized. And I was like, I want you to be baptized on such and such date. And I, so I tell him, I commit him like, will you be baptized? And I'm doing this big head nod. And he's like, maybe I was like, no, Velodia, say, repeat after me. I will be baptized on such and such date. <laughs> and he, and he said it, he's like, okay. He's like, yeah, I will be baptized. And he did it. And, and, and he, and he followed through with it. It was amazing. So we had like, we had just such amazing experiences with that fasting that like, that's where for me, it really took off. And since then, you know, here I am 20 years, 21 years removed from that story. And I still fast, you know, every fast Sunday plus, 
plus more. And I'm not, I don't say that to be self-righteous or whatever. Um, but I do believe in it so much that when I feel like I'm in special need of something, whether it be direction and guidance with work or relationships or just any sort of spiritual boost that I feel like I want or need, um, if there's a special need in my family uh, with health issues or anything like that, I do have a lot of faith in fasting. And it's something where you're, give, you're, you're sacrificing something um, that, the, that is like not necessarily tempting, but like we just need food, right? And, and it's hard. It's difficult. You're giving something up and then you're giving that money um, that you would have spent, you know, in fast offerings. And, and I think the Lord sees that and, and, and accepts it and loves it. And so I have had many experiences, some of which I won't share here, but many experiences since that one on my mission where amazing things happened for me in my life as I was fasting every Sunday for like a month. Um, I've implemented that and it's, it's really worked well for me. So I have a strong testimony of it. Yeah. I love that. You know, it's, I, it's funny. I, we I was just talking with my buddy Clay down here in Vegas about fast Sundays and how there, there'll be days that I won't eat lunch I'll, or, you know, I'll be busy doing things, you know, I won't get around to it. And by the end of the day, like I'm starving. Right. But mm-hmm. I can get through it. But for some reason on those fast and testimony days, like it makes that hunger even more. And it's almost like your body is getting depleted quicker because you're fasting for a purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys feel that same way, but I, I'm such a believer of fasting as well. I, I have come to appreciate it more because of the experiences that I've had it as well. Right. Like fasting, yeah. I fasted the day before I went to the temple and it was the same thing. Like just asking mm-hmm. for, you know, the strength and understanding and everything about it. And it's just being able to go in and like, the calmness that I felt because I got so much, um, I got a handful of stories that were, you know, people went in and they were, you know, they were thrown off by everything. They didn't understand, or they, you know, they were so anxious going, you know, leaving there and going there and all that stuff. And just, you know, praying, starting with that prayer and then fasting throughout the day before, mm-hmm. um, you know, just for the calmness and, you know, no anxiety or, you know, just and yep. not understanding anything. Right. But just being, being able to have that, you know, presence in inside that place and you know it yeah it it's definitely a testimony builder when you have those good experiences of of fasting so i love that yeah yeah in fact in the scriptures i'm just kind of doing some quick searches here because i know i've kind of written and thought a lot about this topic specifically but it's really cool how often you see the idea of fasting in the scriptures and it's easy to kind of gloss over. I say that from my own perspective. I don't mean to be like this is broadly applicable, but we don't talk about it a lot. So I feel like there's a lot of people that can relate to that mentality that we don't emphasize fasting yeah. a lot. I mean, in Mark nine twenty nine, it's specifically, and what I like is that they couple these together too in the scriptures a few times, prayer and fasting. And I'll share two examples. Prayer and fasting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when Christ specifically tells the disciples, they're asking like, why couldn't, why couldn't they cast out a, uh, an evil spirit essentially from this, from this man. And Christ's response was, and he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. It's like that, that goes to tell you like those two coupled together, give you kind of some sort of extra boost in terms of spirituality and what you're able to accomplish and then in Alma 17.3, this is one of my favorite examples of it. It's, uh, it's the sons of Mosiah specifically. And it says, but this mm-hmm. is not all. They had given themselves to much prayer and fasting. Therefore, they had the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of revelation. And they were taught. And when they taught, they taught with power and authority of God. 
So just kind of goes to talk about those, the power of those two things together and how fasting really can get you to up to that next degree of power from God specifically. So I'm glad you were sharing those thoughts from both of you. And it, it absolutely can. And that's, yeah, I, I do. I am a firm believer in that. And, you know, if you want to have a spiritual boost, if you want to get extra divine guidance for any, whatever it is you're needing that guidance in your life, um, I can promise you that a, a good 24 hour fast will, will do the trick. I've even had times where I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to do a half fast. Like it's an addition to a fast Sunday thing. I think if you do a fast outside of just regular fast Sunday, I do feel like there's a, there's special power there, um, because it's something more than what we've been asked to do. Um, and you know, I've done that quite a bit as well. And I, I really, I really do believe it. If you're looking for a spiritual boost, um, even if it's just motivation to, to, to want to be better, or if it's whatever it might be, like, I promise you fasting can help. Yeah. Totally and you know what, I, I can't remember who told me this, but it doesn't always have to be, and I think it coincided with President Nelson's uh, technology fast. Because it was like, it doesn't always have to be necessarily food or water, right? Because there's some mm-hmm. people that literally can't go without a certain can't, time, yeah. you know, medical issues, things like that, totally. but they give up something else. Totally. Right? And yep, I love totally. that it coincided with that same, you know, preaching of the technology fast because my sister did the technology fast and she saw an immediate increase like in just like life and you know mindset of things and everything like that like her anxieties started you know dipping down she didn't have nearly as much and i go yeah like you see the benefit of other things that you can give up you know if they're not bringing yeah. in positivity you know into, into your in your mind body and soul then it's like why am i even gonna put that in my body right so yeah yeah yeah. and this is just kind of coming to me right now i'm curious to your guys thoughts on this but almost seems like when we deprive ourselves of what our necessities are what is it that our body craves so if we go you know roughly 24 hours not going no food no water what is it that our body craves is our body sitting there going like oh gosh i wish i had a piece of cake right now or a bowl of cereal yes like i mean it may be satisfied to some degree but at the end of the day, your body mm-hmm. is sitting there going, no, give me water. Like I need water to sustain myself for a little bit longer right now. And then what else do I need? I need other yeah. types of nutrients that are going to go directly to restore vital health that I know you're lacking right now. Yeah. And it goes to show that that yeah. and that, you know, if you're going to do a fast from technology or something like that, what is it that your body wants when you take that away? Right. Your body just wants a more robust life. Maybe that doesn't want as many comparisons and things like that, but. I digress. Yeah. I love it. Um, the one thing, and I think it's cool because you, Sean, are bearing testimony when it comes to that, right? Uh, the talk that we went yeah. over in Elders Quorum this week was uh, uh, Stevenson's from October of 2022's on nourishing and bearing our testimony. Um, and he asked, he actually asked four questions and he goes, uh, do I know and understand what a testimony is? Do I, uh, know how to bear my testimony? What are the obstacles in sharing my testimony and how do I keep my testimony? And three and four being kind of the, the two big ones, obviously, you know, we can bear testimony with, with the number two question and, you know, do I know how, um, and we came up with some really cool answers, but 
I think number three was the biggest one that I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation that we had was what are the obstacles in sharing our testimony? And the very first one that we kind of all came up with was fear of not being vulnerable oh, sure. and opening up and, you know, wearing our heart, mm-hmm. heart on our sleeve and, and thinking that somebody's going to, you know, step on us because we're bearing, you know, opening our heart and souls to people and bearing this testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing yeah. your testimony about, you know, fasting and, and, you know, it's just, it's cool that you were being vulnerable. Right. And it's, it's absolutely amazing yeah. when, when you can, when you understand the gospel and you see somebody with that light coming through and yeah. the passion that you can hear in their voice, it's just like, man, that's absolutely amazing. So just hearing your testimony yeah, on that strengthens, strengthens mine, you know, and it's, it, 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 I hope it gives everybody else, um, the strength and, and, you know, power to overcome that fear of getting up and, you know, bearing testimony. It doesn't always need to be in the fast and testimony meeting even, right. It's just more, yeah. you know, being, letting your light shine, not hiding it, you know, under the bushel yep. type thing. So, yep. yeah, it's cool. Well, I have a couple thoughts on that. Like, so first off, thank you. Secondly, um, you know, I think it was President Packer. I'm pretty sure it was Boyd K. Packer that said this. He said, you know, a testimony is to be found in the bearing of it. And in other words, when you bear your testimony, you hear yourself saying things that you really believe in your heart, but now you're saying them out loud to other people. It's crazy how much stronger you'll feel that and feel the spirit confirming to you that it is true, that you know your beliefs are real and true. Um, so bearing your testimony actually strengthens your testimony quite a bit. And then... Um, and, and think even from like just logically, like maybe this will be super relatable for a lot of listeners. I don't know. But like you're dating somebody and you're like, I, th- I think I'm falling in love with this person. And then you actually tell them for the first time, not to get all cheesy on everybody, but you tell them for the first time, hey, I love you. And like when I've done that, there's only been three girls that I've said that to. And when I've done that, it's like this rush of like, whoom, yeah, I really, yeah. really do. And all of a sudden I like can't say it enough. I'm like, I freaking love you, you know? <laughs> and so – you just like, but it, but how much better does the relationship get in those moments yeah. when it's like, you know what? I'm just going to freaking say it. This is how I feel. I'm scared to say it because I don't know how she's going to respond, but this is what I'm feeling. And then it makes the relationship so much better. It's a similar thing when you bear your testimony. Like you just have to have the courage to say it and you will, you, it will be confirmed. Or maybe you're saying something that you don't, you find, you hear yourself saying something out loud and you're like, I actually don't believe this. I don't know why I'm saying this. You know, I've had that before too, where I'm saying something. I'm like, I don't know if this is actually how I feel because this isn't resonating. But when it comes to like bearing a testimony, gospel related stuff, it helps me so much just to bear it. And then the second thing I wanted to say along those lines is it's weird how we as members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints sometimes are hesitant to bear our testimony. But yet again, as a sports guy, these athletes will get up after games and be like, first, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we don't think anything of it. We think that's cool. It's normal. And so it's like, just, just bear your testimony. Don't be afraid of what you believe, you know, because people will respect it. You'll grow stronger from it. It'll open up missionary opportunities for you. Everything will be better, you know, especially if you feel that urge too, right? Like yeah. if you, if you ignore that still, that still small voice telling you to open up and say something, right. Yeah. That, that voice in your head isn't telling you like, isn't telling you that for a reason, right? Like there's a yeah. reason why you're getting that thought. Like you need to, you need to act on those things. Um, but it could be, you know, it could be that changing moment for that person that you're bearing testimony to as well. Right. And yeah. to go along with that quote, uh, from Boyd K. Packard, Dallin H. Oaks says, uh, some testimonies are better gained on the feet, bearing them than on the knees, praying for them. 
and it's actually in the Stevenson. 100%. He he quotes uh, Stevenson quotes mm-hmm. down eight jokes, and I absolutely love that. Right, Bednar said it on multiple times. Uktor, uh, uh, Henry B. Iring has said it as well. Right, like they're they. I love how they all are on the same page when it comes to that stuff. It's you know, hey, get on yeah. your feet and do it. Don't don't just sit down and you know. I think I've even yeah. edited one of Bednar's quotes and be like, you know, better on the feet than, than in your seat uh, when it comes to yeah. testimonies, you know. So get up and do it. Yep. And I, you know, but it's, again, it's getting over that fear of things. So About being zealous, right? That's right. I was, I was waiting for you to bring it. I, I knew yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's one of, our, um, that's one of my and Harper's favorite words, being, being zealous, man. Being zealous yeah. when it comes to mm-hmm. it. Not overzealous. But being zealous, being, zealous, you know, loud, loud and proud about it. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, it talks about that yeah. in the Book of Mormon. It talks about the zealous people of the scriptures were, like, the powerful ones, the ones that, like, really cared um, about the gospel and wanted to share it with everybody, whereas overzealous is mentioned, I believe, with Zenith, and it got him into a lot of trouble mm-hmm. and the people that were with him subsequently. But anyway, with that, Sean, I think we'll go ahead and let you go. Thanks for uh, staying with us on yeah. through, through this last segment. Um yeah, it was a blast, dude. We'll have to have you on again. Maybe, maybe uh, sometime when yeah, uh, Brian's up in Utah, we'll uh, we'll all get together in person, and we'll just like we'll just put the push record and just let the tape roll and see what we get, boys. I love it. I feel like that's what we did today. Basically, yeah. <laughs> no, we had a plan. Okay, relax. That was my goal, and I thought I'm just. I loved it. No, I. I no, I loved it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course, yeah, brother. No, thanks, thanks for, for coming thanks on. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate that was, that was it. A good Just one. for the listeners, thanks. again, if you uh, if you like to travel, check out Sean's app, Tripio, T-R-I-P-I-O. It's really cool. I used it on my trip in Costa Rica. It's super helpful. It's basically just like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Let's see. And then Tripio has a ton of suggestions. You can customize a whole trip to use by using the app by just your likes, how you like to travel. Are you more of a foodie when you like to travel? Are you more of an adventurer? What type of level of adventure would you say you are? Or are you more chill, like where you just go to like the beach and hang, read a book or whatever? Has all of that. You can find all of that. If you like sports, you can check out Sean's podcast, STB, Simply the Best Sports pod what how does that take. simply the best take sorry that's it simply the best STB, take. i do i do i do simply the best i do stb sports take simply the best sports podcast i kind of do both of them yeah i get it been there latter day takes yeah. latter day hair you know it's all i say i say welcome into stb sports take simply the best sports cast i am your host sean bingham like that oh, dude it's almost like you hit play on your podcasting <laughs> and that sounded exactly like it <laughs> I can hear it in my ears again. There he is. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to let you go, man. Oh, thanks, Appreciate man. it. Thanks, Love thanks you too. brother. See y'all. We'll talk to you. All right, man. I got to actually run here. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for checking in, everyone. If you liked what you heard today, I ask super quickly if you could just follow or subscribe to the podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, tell your friends about it. All of that stuff helps me quite a bit. Watching the growth has been super humbling and motivating to keep going, and I could not possibly appreciate all of you more. Sitting on my table, I'm watching as everything's changing my mind, goes to a different time. Old love, I remember falling so madly. There must have been magic in the valley. And a rhythm in the night Cause I could almost see it Did you fade right out of view? If 
takes time 